Hello, it's Bonnie with you today. Thanks for listening to The Leader Podcast, where we bring you all the latest news, interviews and analysis from the Evening Standard Newsroom every day at 4pm. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you like it, hit subscribe. And if you have a moment, give us a rating too. From The Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm Bonnie Christian. Why Britain's at a critical point in the pandemic? We think that the epidemic is doubling roughly every seven days. If that continued, you would end up with something like 50,000 cases in the middle of October per day. The government's chief medical advisor, Sir Patrick Vallance, warns that if the current trend in infections continues, there could be 200 deaths a day by November. Our associate editor, Julian Glover, explains why brand new measures need to be drawn up as we tackle the second wave. And... Cutting down on the fun bits of life, I'm afraid to say. There'll be shorter opening hours or perhaps closures of pubs and restaurants and there'll be less social interaction between us and our friends from other households. The Standard's Joe Murphy explains what we're likely to hear from the Prime Minister on Tuesday as we head into what top health officials say will be a challenging winter. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is The Leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, the country's top scientists pave the way for the PM's latest address to the nation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So... Talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE Predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. We have, in a bad sense, literally turned a corner. So we should see this as a six-month Uh, problem that we have to deal with collectively. England's Chief Medical Officer Chris Whitty warns that as Britain heads into winter, there's a fine balance to strike between a healthy population and a healthy economy, as he and Sir Patrick Vallance lay the ground for tough new coronavirus controls. Our editorial column says policymakers need to go back to the drawing board. (laughs) 
Six months ago, lockdown began. We knew the rules. We helped each other out. Today, the country is in a different place, but not the happy post-COVID one we had hoped for. Britain now faces a critical moment in the fight. We accept that new restrictions on our liberties will be needed, but they cannot be a copy of the ones we endured before. The government must learn from its mistakes. If we are to accept restrictions, and we should, then leaders have to be trusted. Getting through this winter will take consistency and clear communication. New restrictions must be flexible and targeted. The Standard's Julian Glover joins me now. Julian, this time round, we're armed with a lot more knowledge about COVID-19 and how to social distance in pubs or in shops in our workplaces. But is there still a threat of another total lockdown? It's not something the government wants. It's not something the government says is going to happen. But if you look at the warning today from the scientists about what might be taking place with infection rates, there's a big risk of one coming. What lessons can be learned from last time round? We agree that there's going to have to be some more restrictions, but we want there to be limits on those. Not another full lockdown, not the closure of schools. We need some leadership, proper, clear leadership, not hesitant, not avoiding the issue, not promising big left field ideas, moonshots that are going to change the world, but open honesty about the difficulties and about the aim of what's going on. We call for Parliament to be involved. We don't think that you can shut society down by diktat for too long. Perhaps we shouldn't have done it at all. Parliament voted through emergency powers to the government, but it's not involved now, and it should be. So we'd like some democratic scrutiny of what's going on. We need promises that these rules will not go on forever. And what about an effective test and trace programme? We need a testing system that works. Everybody says that. It's hard to do because demand for test is massive. Other countries in Europe, like France, are finding testing tough too. But we need people to know if they're infected and if they're infected, what they should do about it. We'd like ministers to stop blaming the public. It's all very well saying young people aren't following the rules or parents aren't understanding what children at school should do if they fall ill. But the rules are almost impossible to understand. People mostly are trying to do their best. It's not long since they were told to eat out to help out, and now they're being blamed for socialising. So a bit less blame and a bit more action from the government would be good. Among all of this, the government is also dealing with the prospect of a no-deal Brexit. How is that impacting how the government deals with the virus? On top of all of the challenges of coronavirus, of a second wave, of the economic damage that's causing around the world, does Britain really need to be devoting its time to a no-deal Brexit? Because that's what is eating up a lot of energy at the top of government, the possibility they can't reach a deal with the EU. Well, this government backed Brexit. This government said there was an oven-ready deal. I don't think it'll be forgiven if it says now it can't reach a deal and adds all of the dislocation of that at the height of the winter on top of all of the challenges of coronavirus. Next. All the scientific research shows that this virus is transmitted by people socialising with each other, especially if they socialise late into the night. We could hear from the PM as early as Tuesday. Our political editor explained the challenge he and the country is facing. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. 
the world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. After stark infection figures were revealed by the country's top health officials on Monday, our political editor, Joe Murphy, says we will be hearing from the Prime Minister tomorrow. He joins me now. Joe, what challenges is Boris Johnson facing this time around? Well, the Prime Minister, Bonnie, is going to be talking to the nation tomorrow afternoon. I'm expecting at the moment it to be a press conference at about four o'clock and we'll wait and see, but I imagine he'll take questions. And then there'll no doubt be a statement separately to the House of Commons from the Health Secretary. Um, although this isn't yet confirmed, but Parliament has been getting quite uppity about wanting to be kept informed and given the chance to have its say. How is the Prime Minister expected to strike this balance between the health of the economy and the health of the nation? All the mood music that I'm hearing from officials and ministers in private, but also in their public statements, is that it'll be a form of social lockdown. That is, it's designed to keep the economy going, and even Professor Whitty today warned of the effects of stopping the economy altogether and how that would feed into social uh, disadvantages and poverty and eventually bad health. Um, while cutting down on the fun bits of life, I'm afraid to say. There'll be shorter opening hours or perhaps closures of pubs and restaurants. And most importantly of all, there'll be less social interaction between us and our friends from other households. All the scientific research shows that this virus is transmitted by people socialising with each other, especially if they socialise late into the night. London's Mayor Sadiq Khan has said he is extremely concerned about the spread of COVID-19 in the capital. Is he likely to bring in different measures than what we'll see in the rest of the country? I think it remains to be seen because it may be the Prime Minister will satisfy Sadiq Khan and the other leaders of um, the boroughs in London. I detect that Sadiq Khan is champing at the bit to put in measures to stop the, the, the alarming-looking rise of cases in London. And today we've got some interesting data on this because not only have cases gone up steeply in the past week in London, but there's also been a very significant rise in the number of people being taken into intensive care units and uh, high-dependency units in hospitals with COVID-19. Now, this is from a very low base... But it points to a problem that is really starting. And as Witty and Valance said today, you start off with an increase in cases, especially among the young, then it feeds into older groups and more vulnerable groups, and you get a month down the line an explosion of cases and suddenly a huge number of daily deaths. So that's where London could be heading, and the mayor is clearly really keen to try and stop that in its tracks, stopping things now to save a bigger stoppage later, and most importantly, to save lives. Has he been working with the Prime Minister on what measures he'd like to see brought in? Sadiq Khan is trying to work with the government, but it seems questionable whether the government wants to work with him. So 
Boris Johnson, we've just learned, is going to have a Cobra meeting tomorrow, but there's no news from Number 10 on whether Sadiq Khan's going to be invited. This afternoon, Boris Johnson is going to be calling the First Ministers of Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland, but I'm told by Number 10 there's no call scheduled to the Mayor of London. Now, just consider what that means. London is a city of 8 million people. That's more than Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland put together let alone the economic importance to the whole nation of the capital city. But the Prime Minister and the Mayor have not spoken for months. Perhaps one of the biggest differences from last time round was that there's a prospect of a vaccine just around the corner. How is this playing into how the government is handling coronavirus restrictions this time round? The strategy of the government is quite plain now. It's to try and suppress that rise to prevent another huge crisis at the expense of the economy and people's social lives. And the justification for that strategy is if we can suppress it now, then the vaccine will come towards the end of the year or in the spring and then we can actually let ourselves go, get back to normal without people being killed. The Health Secretary today said that we should be in position, if we're lucky, if all goes well, to have the start of a mass rollout of the vaccine early in the new year. Now, that's a very, very optimistic-sounding forecast, a very exciting one, and it implies that we might actually have it in small numbers rather than the mass rollout before the new year, actually just in two or three months' time. So there could be light at the end of this very dark tunnel. And that's The Leader. You can read more on those stories by picking up a copy of the newspaper or visiting standard.co.uk. And we also have morning briefings available at 7am through your smart speaker. Just ask for the news from The Evening Standard. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss out.